Let's get this party started. You ever wander into that conversation at a party and think, I want to leave, but I'm morbidly curious? Yeah, this is kind of like that. This is Soundwaves TMI. Hey, everybody. It's Soundwaves TMI. Hey, Stephen Kirk here. We've got Dennis Willis. We've got the lovely and talented Chasta. What more do you need? How are my boys doing today? We have got a lot going on because this is, of course, our 40th anniversary. And we're going to keep reminding you of that until you're sick of it. You know, don't worry. It's it's only another seven, eight months. And then yeah. it'll be yeah. our 41st anniversary. Once we right. get over to hump here. <laughs> Yeah. And you'll be able to relax and you won't have to hear about it so much. But Dennis, we've we've got a lot going on 40th anniversary wise, don't we? We do. We just kicked off our season. Um, got a lot of love last week on uh, on social media. So thank you very much for that. A lot of people sharing it and excited about it. And it was kind of a big deal. It was a, we, we actually, um, <laughs> in my humble opinion, we're actually starting our new season this week. And I'll tell you why, because that episode 150, there was so much going on. It was episode 150. We're kicking off our 40th anniversary year. A lot of people thought, hey, that was a great 40th anniversary show. No, 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 no. That wasn't the 40th anniversary show. That was us sitting around talking about it. The 40th anniversary show, the big epic show, that's coming later this year. Yeah, that last episode, we should just call it Charlie Foxtrot, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> but there was so much stuff to do that we were just like, let's just let's just take a moment and just talk. And we did that. And so it's not how you make TV, but it's how we did it. And it felt really nice to just break bread with everybody and catch up and kind of launch things. And so this week I'm super excited because I'm a nerd when it comes to putting new stuff in the show. And this week is loaded. If you're watching it after this podcast or after Thursday, it's episode 151. And, and there's just, I'm so excited about all the, things that are that we're going to do this year like we have a brand new segment called bruising tunes with uh, joe hawk and that's going around to places that make and or serve their own beer and offer musicians fairly self-explanatory <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. So, let me, so let me get this right we have brews and tunes is, <laughs> yeah. that, what, is that how I that know. works you put the okay two great tastes and taste great together <laughs> either it's self-explanatory or we didn't get creative enough in the name either way whatever exactly. you, know what, you know what you're getting um and we're going to continue interviews generally uh somebody sits down with chasta in the studio but in this case chasta is going to sit down with them in their virtual reality music video this is so wild yeah just the concept in general. I mean, just like behind the the curtain here, Yane from Midnight Symphony, he's just kind of a mad technical genius, I would say. And he yeah, totally he always sort of pushes like the lines of of how you do things in the video space. I mean, the very first time I met them, which was like 2017, I think mm-hmm. I remember right. Yeah. They had done a virtual reality like 360 video mm-hmm. it was so much so that we couldn't even play it on Soundwaves tv because it's not meant for right. tv right correct. if i remember yes. right you remember correct. yeah we, we were like the flintstones he's like <laughs> yeah. the jetsons you right know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's great. crazy so i mean the fact that now we can like interact in this world and he can sort of beam me in it's just weird And without revealing a whole lot from the interview, you had four people on screen at the same time from four different locations. Yeah. And you can't really tell. No, like different, not even different parts of the Bay, like different states. It's just wild to me that that is crazy. I'm excited for people to see that. 
And we've also got a series of uh, mass debates that we shot live. That's our, um, well, you know, it's it's our live mass debate segment. But uh, we did it in front of a crowd while drinking. And so, yeah, uh, <laughs> because it's, it's not enough of a nightmare to try and edit just when we're doing it in the studio. Thank we you for saying we that. Had to do Thank it. you, because yeah. your editor appreciates that. Yes. We just decided to torture Dennis altogether. Yeah. 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 Apparently. Yeah. That's something I mean, new we're we... doing this season is making things really <laughs> difficult for them. <laughs> You've Happy done this 40 buddy. years. You know oh what? Boy. I accept that challenge. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting started. Now you have to go through this gauntlet. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's, but it's, they it's are a great fun. show. It's a great I, show. I do love the mass debates yeah. live. I think there's a cool energy. I mean, I've always loved our debates in general, um, even when we were just doing them on our set with nobody watching. It sounds so weird when you keep saying masturbate, but when you do them in front of other people and there's drinking involved, it's just the energy gets really high and fun and it's just great. I love it. We're going to keep that going, right? I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Yeah. 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 That was kind Uh, of an experiment, but I think it went well. It is. I think it went well. Um, You know, it's it's tricky to put together, but uh, totally worth it. It's great. And and it adds a whole nother uh, element to the show. Yeah. It just adds a whole new uh, kind of a life to something we were doing. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't believe uh, it's been 40 years, you guys. This is crazy. We're going to talk about it a lot. But every time I'm just like, how in the world? I'm sure it's been 40 straight years. That's the funny thing is people think it's like 40 years in a row. That's not the case. If you add it up, it's probably like 28. Well, it's (laughs) funny. Well, it's it has existed in the universe as a thing. For 40 years, yes. right? I mean, because it started. At we that have time. been saying the word sound waves for 40 years. Correct. There you go. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Because if you if you pay really close attention and you're taking notes, you might hear things that don't add up. For instance, right. season six in 40 years, it doesn't sound like. Right. Yes. <laughs> and episode 150, you're like, how many episodes have you done in 40 or two? <laughs> like, right. It doesn't. <laughs> but we should clarify Soundwaves Christmas on the years that you weren't doing full seasons right. with a full gang, you were always doing Soundwaves Christmas. So that's yeah. what has kept it going all this time. That has never, um, there's never been a break there. We did yeah. 500, 500 episodes in 25 years, basically wow. took 10 years off. And now we're five years into our next run. Our reincarnation? Is that our what we're generation. calling it? Our sequel run. It's Soundwaves The Next Generation. There you go. Bring it back to Star <laughs> yeah, Trek. Of course. Yep, yep. Star Trek drop. We had to have one. Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm learning these. I'm. I know when to pick them up now. <laughs> Good girl. Well, I mean, you know, we have Star Wars references. We can drop freely now, and you clearly get all that. So, well, thanks to COVID, I got to go to Star Wars University. So, like, I did all of them at one time. Just pow, 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 pow. Actually, no, that's not true. I skipped like three. Right? You told me I could skip three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I skipped those, but the other ones, I got them. This is <laughs> nice. this is the way. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> I should. You guys should grill me. You should test me sometime. Not today. Let me. Not stop. today. No, no, no. Oh yeah. Not no. today. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. That's kind of a fun idea, actually. Is like, um, you know, like like do a show where somebody has to get up on some sort of a pop culture or something or other. Yeah. And be quizzed by the others. You know. Because we all know how much Chasta likes to be tested. <laughs> We've never caught any shit for springing anything on her like that. <laughs> That's why do you think I said not today? Mother? <laughs> That's funny. That's I do funny. not like to be. Yeah, I, I, I get very nervous with quizzes. But you know what I found with Star Wars? that was amazing is how much I knew that I shouldn't have known. I never even oh, yeah. saw the movies, but you just know them because it they're, seeps into the consciousness. Yeah, they're yeah. such a big part of pop culture. All of a sudden you 
can kind of speak the language without even knowing what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. It's certainly done well for me for doing a music show for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, guess, is that speaking of, that's, that's kind of a natural segue, isn't it? <laughs> We're all DJs here. <laughs> nice. I want to I want to start I want to set this up, but I'm going to put you on the spot, Chaston. I know you yeah. hate this. Um oh, no. so uh, um you are on a um you, you you of course you're on the Bone Radio station. You guys do a podcast and a few weeks ago you yeah. and I were talking and you're like yeah. I can't believe this thing I did today. And I'm like, what? And you're telling me all about it. And you're like in the studio with everybody. And the, the topic was your all time favorite songs. Top 10, all Top time, all time. And you told me how deep in research you went, <laughs> like uh, this emotional journey with your husband through the weekend, carving out, anguishing, doing Sophie's choice over these 10 songs. And you get in the studio and you, well, it wasn't quite what you expected. Everyone was totally underwhelmed by my list (laughs) because I don't have any hits on my list. So it's not as fun. I found out in real time as we were doing the podcast. So I do it with Lamont Tonelli and baby Huey and um, baby Huey had some, he had some deeper cuts on his, but Lamont is a hits guy. And Tonelli, as we found out, is a live track guy. Like he likes a hit, but he likes it from this concert, you know, in this year Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. town, which I think is really neat. And it's like this jam version of this song we know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but nobody, pretty much nobody knew most of my songs. And so I would be like, ah, oh, Drown by Smashing Pumpkins. And they were like, cool. <laughs> it was- I will say this. I haven't told you this yet, Chasta. You sent me a li- your, your top 10 and I have it on my, my every single day to-do list. And I've been dropping in and at least like, and I'm, I'm, Almost through all of them, but I, I'm giving it a good listen. Like I'm actually like taking a song, playing it, absorbing it, thinking yeah. about you. I'm like taking it in, you know. Oh my god! That because so you much. said something that it, I I think means so much to this topic, and that's that your music says something about you. It says everything. About it says everything about you. Exactly. It's not just like a song that's, I like. That's but- why I really in that podcast we we went through the list, but. Lamont is a very impatient guy. So we just went through the list. There was not like a lot of explanation. We didn't spend time sort of swimming through the reasons and the lyrics and the attachments and the relationships or whatever these songs have for us. And that's the point of a favorite song, right? Right. Why you chose it, what it means to you, how it weaves its way through the fabric of your life, because that's what Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that song, for instance, is what Cody was born to. But I didn't really get to explain anything. So I just went through my list and it was just so sad. And I was on the phone with Dennis after it was all over. I was like, man, I feel crushed because I didn't get to do <laughs> I didn't get to do this. And like all weekend, you said it right. I I played Sophie's Choice all weekend, going through songs and songs and songs, trying to whittle it down to 10. Because Lamont thought that was the funny part, that it was torturous for me to try to choose 10. So Jay and I would be like crying in the kitchen together and like we're just really sweating it out. And then it was so anticlimactic. Well, that's what that's where the difference is going to come in with what we're going to do here, because we're going to yeah. we're going to call this the Fab Five. And it's something that we're going to revisit every once in a while. Well, yeah. it doesn't have to be your five favorite songs. It's five of your favorite songs, five songs you love. And it gives you an opportunity to say why you love them. I love because I think it. I think in these little bites like this, it gives us a chance to. I mean, me, I'm I 
who had ever thought I would say I'm like Lamont, I, but I'm kind of like Lamont because a lot of a lot of my stuff that I that are just off the top of my head is kind of stuff that people are, are going to recognize. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing no, wrong that's with not that. there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. not. There's absolutely not. But right. Don't poo poo on somebody because they don't have hits on their list. No, but 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 if we're going to take that extra time to peel back those layers and not only say, I like the song, but here's why. Here's what it makes me think of. Here's what it reminds me of. Here's what I feel when I hear it. That's great because not only does that give us an opportunity to share this music with other people, but it's also kind of a, you know, a, a look at us at who we are Absolutely. because now you get to yep. see what makes us tick and teach other people why they might appreciate a song in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee you there's songs on your list that I've never listened to maybe closely enough, or mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. given it the time. Or like you were saying, Dennis, like I, I want, I, I'm going to write down your list and go through them and, and listen to them with your ear so yeah. that maybe I can connect to that song in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. So totally. Totally. let's do it. Who's going first. I'll go first. Okay. okay so, go. all right. Um, it's funny because I just picking random songs, you know, like I started to do my top 10 when you and I started to have this conversation yeah. and I, I got to six songs really quickly and then I got stuck and yeah. I was like, okay. And then I didn't think about it again until uh, we brought this topic up and we figured we we're going to talk about it. So I figured I'll go back into this. And what I realized about these songs is that they are, they're all kind of, they all come from the same place, you know, like I'm very nostalgic these days because I get nostalgic around the time of the Soundwaves anniversary. Mm-hmm. And and because my uh because my Soundwaves family is my family of friends and they I mean, you know, I like you guys more than I like some members in my family, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> extended family, extended. But what yeah. I'm saying is you know, it's uh it makes me feel like um it, it brings me back to my purpose of why I do these things and, and being in the pocket with my favorite people, you know, and like, that's the common experience through my entire 40 years is that it's the best for me. It has been the best when it's me and my gang, you know, and, and it's like all these songs keep, you know, I'm not going to rifle through all of them at once. Cause I think we should all take turns, but I'll just start with, um, I'll, and, and this is a tip. Uh, this is a, a tip of the hat to Tonelli because Bruce Springsteen's no surrender. Everybody knows that's one of my songs, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick a version, it would be the live version from the 75 to 85 album. It's mm-hmm. slower. It's not the big rousing, you know, it's, it's, it's a definitely a mood piece. That's when I connected with this song. It wasn't when it was on Born in the USA. I liked it, but then I heard this version and it stopped me and made me sit down and go, oh, oh, those lyrics, like that's boring into my head. Like, how did you write that? And because of this was, you know, born of a high school experience for me, just a few lines here, we busted out of class, had to get away from those fools. We learned more from a three minute record than we ever learned in school. Um, I mean, holy crap, you know, so good chills immediately. And the part that doubles back on you when you get older, and that's the magic of Springsteen or a, or a, or a great songwriter. That's the part of the song that I always responded to. But then later on in the song are these lines. Well, now young faces grow sad and old and hearts of fire grow cold. We swore blood brothers against the wind. Now I'm ready to grow young again. Ooh. And that's oh my not God. something when you're 17 that resonates with you. But when you're in your 50s, you go, Oh, yes, I am ready to grow young again. And I feel that way every time I get together with you guys to do anything Soundwaves related. So there, I've gone first. But that's why that just, that's my song, you know? 
Oh, very nice. God. That is so good. That's, okay, that's so I'm, I'm taking about. notes. If you see me look down at my phone, that's because <laughs> yeah. I'm writing down what you guys are saying because I want to play this game. Nice. Uh, that's fantastic. You want to um, go next, Chester? Uh, sure, I'll go next. So um, I will pick one of my top 10 favorite songs because if you ask me what my favorite song is, the very first one that comes to mind is Maybe by Janis Joplin, mm. um, which picking a Janis song is like choosing a child for me, no doubt. But the reason I picked that song is because there's so much anguish in, in her voice. You can feel, and that's one of the things that I love Janis about the most is she, you can feel that gut-wrenching um emotion that she lived with you know she was a very lonely person she would say often you know she would go on stage and make love with fifty thousand people and go Mm -hmm. home alone Mm -hmm. um you know she would go out to these festivals and she would just lay everything out and bleed out for everyone and then she would go home alone and you know she was a romantic and a lover and um you know she just laid it all out there but in that song you hear that pain Mm -hmm. and it's also the song that i always play for people when they're like jana she couldn't sing she just screamed and she she didn't people didn't realize the soulful um ability that she had and that that actual real croonage that her voice really does have but that is the song that if you play it you go oh that girl can sing mm, <laughs> so nice. that's my that's how i pick that one but i just love it lyrically it's just absolutely breathtaking so mm, good Nice. I also love talking about live versions. Janice was great when she would do a live version of a song. She never sang it the same twice. Depended on who she was dating, who she slept with. <laughs> nice. Whatever her experience was the night before, she would throw it in the middle of a song. She would oh, completely that's awesome. change a verse and talk about dude or girl or whoever was right, in her right. mind would end that's up amazing. in that song. So I have live versions of, of live and albums of her where you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's awesome. They're spilling the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She always spilled the tea. She was the originator of the tea. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Steve. All right. My first one is uh, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. 1985 uh, from the Breakfast Club. And big picture wise, it's just that that movie itself really kind of encapsulates my initial sound waves experience. That's kind of where I go back to. That's where I live, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, but then the song itself, you know, Chest, I know you, for instance, you've got a, uh, you've got your funeral playlist. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, And I, you know, when my time comes, I don't know if I'm going to be in a box in the ground, if I'm going to, you know, get put in a Starfleet uniform and shot out in outer space to be found <laughs> by ancient civilizations somewhere, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but if there's any sort of a memorial service, that's going to be one of the songs because much like the movie itself and what a lot of people, you know, they they hear that song and they think about they oh it reminds me of the breakfast club in the movie itself about three quarters of the way in when the when the kids are all sitting around uh, after they got high and everything. And they're just sitting there really starting to become friends and, and understanding each other and everything. Uh, Brian, uh, Anthony Michael Hall goes, oh, oh, this is all great and everything. But what happens on Monday? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. are we going to are we still going to be friends? You know, uh, don't you forget about me. Mm-hmm. And that that resonates as well, you know, because we all want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. We want to be fondly remembered by our friends, you know, and when you get right down to it, hey, here's let's we'll go a little deep here. You know, 100 years after I'm gone, nobody's going to remember who who I am. You know, your your great great grandfather, you know, unless it's in a book someplace and, you know, on your mantelpiece 
most of the world doesn't remember who that person is. Um, and that's, you know, regardless of what we do, there's going to come a time. You know, they, they, they made a big deal about uh, Tutankhamun. And the whole thing was, as long as as long as they say your name, you will be remembered. And there's that one guy over the past 5,000 years. Sure, we remember him. And there's that, that Jesus guy, you know, who his name is. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, 99% of the people that have ever come and gone, nobody remembers, you know. But I just want my friends to remember, mm-hmm. you know. So I hear that song. And even, even the characters in that movie. You know, I either was or I knew each of those individual characters. And one of the great things about that is that movie starts out with those those five distinct characters. But then as the movie progresses, you know, people see it as a real simple movie. But it's not really, because as the movie progresses, we start to peel back those layers and we see that these people are real people are not just these these five, you know, pins in a map of who these people are supposed to be or who society expects them to be or whatever. So there's there's really a, a lot of layers on that song. But first and foremost, as soon as that song starts, I think about the early days of Soundwaves and, mm. and hanging with my friends oh. and remembering them. Nice. Nice. That's cool. That's so good. That That is, yeah, you brought tears to my eyes because there is, that's why that movie is so great because it is so relatable um, in that way, you know, like, and, and it's at such a crucial time. Um, and you know what's interesting, not to go on off a tangent, but I realized recently that sometimes those people you grew up with in that age, you tend to keep them in that time in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, a, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some people you're like, oh, yeah, that person, let's just call him Matt, whoever Matt is. This is not attached to anybody. But Matt is like in your head. He's still that 17 year old that you knew, even though now mm-hmm. he may be 45 and have three kids and married or whatever. Yep. Like in your head, you still go back some reason that freezes that time freezes in your mm-hmm. life that adolescent where it's you're coming together there's so many crucial things that happen at that age yeah it's yep. oh, that's so good i love it i mean oh, the dark petty side of what you just said uh is is you can see that all over social media where somebody will you know um i don't know you know boy they look fat they look this they look that you know it's like yeah because well, yeah, you're not 17 anymore right you know, and we, don't, we we do put people in this little, you know, uh, uh, experience and expect them to stay that way. And I don't know. That's this weird cultural thing that we do. Yep. You it, know? it is weird. I don't know why. I don't know why we do it. That There's a, a really great quote that I have saved in my phone and I'm not finding it for some reason. But the idea of it, because I wanted to quote it perfectly, but the idea of it is that you die twice that you die when you die and then you die when people stop saying your name when your Mm -hmm. name no longer comes off someone's lips and i always live like that because i think about that all the time my dad's been gone for you know a really long time now since 2006 but i still tell stories about him Mm -hmm. you know and we still tell stories about the people that we love and we keep their legacy you know obviously in 50 years or whatever that won't happen anymore but if that's all that matters to me right is if we're Mm -hmm. telling stories about each other and our kids are telling stories about us and stuff I mean, that's all you could do. Then that's a, a life well lived. Yep. I love that. That's beautiful. Totally. Well totally. All right. Dennis, all right, number Dennis. two. All right. So we need like a countdown, also... like a Casey Kasem. I know. I know. I know. Or we need somebody to yell out one minute like we did at the yeah, Masterpiece. You know? <laughs> yeah, that too. I'll, uh, I'll pick up the pace here. Um, but Frank Turner, I still believe, is still to me. I discovered that song about a decade ago and I thought, 
This is why I am drawn to music. This is why I'm drawn to bands. This is why I love uh, playing music with my friends. And just a few lines here uh, about, and, and I played this on Soundwaves FM a few weeks ago. Um, and, and it's just, it's every, it's every band you've ever seen. Um, hear ye, hear ye. Anyone can take the stage. Hear ye, hear ye, and make miracles for minimum wage. <laughs> and I love that line. And it basically just comes down to, uh, oh, you're going to love this part, Chasta. I still believe in the need for guitars and drums and desperate poetry. And I still believe that everyone can find a song for every time they've lost and every time they've won. So remember, oh. folks, we're not just saving lives. We're saving souls and we're having fun. Ooh, oh, my God. That's yep. like. That's Soundwaves TV right there. It is. It is. You know, (laughs) my favorite line in the song. Who would have thought that something as simple as rock and roll would save us all? Oh, amen. That's it. Amen. Boom. Should be like a tattoo on your back. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of side tangent, we need to get tattoos. I'm just saying we need to get matching tattoos, some sort of Mm -hmm. Soundwaves reference of some sort. Feels like a lyric in there might be might work. Uh, you never know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Justa. Um, OK, so since we're sticking with 80s theme movies, when I was I was around, I don't remember when Pretty in Pink came out. 86. Um, 86. OK, yeah. I was going to say I was yeah. five. So I was around that age, around five or six. And I got that on VHS for Christmas time. And I put it in and I fell in love with Ducky. Ducky was my jam. Everyone else liked Blaine. I was a Ducky girl through and through. (laughs) That's awesome. And I'll never forget, changed my life in the record store when he came down the stairs and sang to Otis Redding, Try a Little Tenderness. Mm -hmm. I remember being two inches from the TV and being like, (laughs) what is this song? Who is this singing? I, I mean, it, my whole world busted open. The only guy that I had really fallen deeply in love with as a singer at that time, well, there were two, was Elvis and Johnny Cash. That's what started my love for mm-hmm. music when I was like five. Nice. But it, then it was Otis. And Otis was, he became, I was obsessed. And it all started with Pretty and Pink. That's great. <laughs> but I that love is it. such a great, I, I have, like, if I get a couple glasses of wine in, and we start talking about music. I always make Jay watch that clip on YouTube. <laughs> awesome. So I'm like, this changed the trajectory yep. of my life. So yeah, Otis Redding can do no wrong. Like Jay knows if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm sad, whatever. If I need to change pace, that boy goes over and puts Otis on the vinyl. Done. Forget nice. it. Oh, nice. He changes my mood every single time. Well, my next one is is another one of those those mood enhancers. Kind of thing. It's uh, the new radicals. You get what you give. Oh yeah, that always puts you in a good mood. Uh, nineteen ninety eight is when that came out. And nineteen ninety eight, nineteen eighty eight. No, nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought that song was much older than that. No, that is no. That was wow. uh, Greg. Greg Alexander is the uh, the brains behind that. Uh, Danielle Brisbois was it was a kid actor back on uh, All in the Family, but it was yeah. two of them that were the band, and then they had. It was kind of like a revolving door. They'd bring other people in, but the two of them were the band. And one of the, I don't know that. I don't know. And wow. one of the cool side notes about this is because people think, oh, they you know, New Radicals, that was just a one hit wonder. He put this album together. They put that song out. And before the second song was released off of the first album they put out, he said, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. Right. He didn't want to. He didn't want to tour. He mm-hmm. didn't want to do interviews. He was tired of the whole thing. So he just said, fuck it and, wow. and pulled the plug on it. 
before the rest of the album come out and the label's like uh, 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 you know. uh excuse me and <laughs> so he so he and danielle they still work together and they write songs he's academy award nominated for something i can't think what it is off the top of my head um but this song in particular really struck a chord with me because it, it was it wasn't just even for me you know if i had friends who were going through a thing like we've we've had friends who've had like medical problems and the song itself is you know hold tight don't let go you got one dance left you got the music in you you know geez, i'm getting a little just thinking about it um and when i've talked to friends who have been going through stuff i've shared that song with them to try and you know inspire them and everything and the whole song is just it's it's just full of that if you really listen to the lyrics it's all about keep moving forward don't stop um you know if you feel your tree is breaking just bend you know mm-hmm. there's just all that stuff in it that just keeps you going um and uh when i went in for my my heart procedure a handful of years ago this was actually the the last song i listened to before wow. i went under because i figured if this is going to be the last song this is going to be the last mm. song wow so it's wow. uh, it's one that uh, that really means a lot to me every time it comes on so mm. wow mm. I'll never hear that song the same now. You bring up a great point about how often we hear a fun boppy something and you don't stop. You don't, you don't go beyond the surface because there's so many other fun little things that are happening, but sometimes you'll open up the lyrics to a song and you'll read the lyrics just as is, you go, Holy crap. You know, like this is, this is a story. This is really something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my That's God. certainly That's... one of those songs. Hmm. Incredible. Wow. Well, while we're on the topic of powerful, mournful songs, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, look, I love David Bowie. I got him on a poster right back there. And 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 you think about David Bowie in many, many ways and a million things come to mind. The one song that stopped me in my tracks the first time I heard it and every time I hear it was um, a song from his. That was that's not me getting choked up, actually. That's uh, <laughs> um, it would make sense if it were. <laughs> it, would, it would make sense. It would make sense. But it was Lazarus from his last album, um, Black Star. Mm-hmm. And that was the first single. And there was a big seven minute video and everything. And there's not a lot of lyrics in it, but it was such a statement before it was like what's going on here and then three days later he dies it's so mournful it's like the sonic equivalent of a funeral and it was you know it's like he knew exactly what he was doing there and every single time i hear that song and i'm i'm sometimes i'm thinking of him sometimes i'm just thinking like oh my god like this song reaches across the divide you know, look up here. I'm in heaven. I've got scars that can't be seen. I've got drama can't be stolen. Everybody knows me now. Mm. And I'm just like, whoa, you know, and um, you think about a guy who knows he's dying and knows that he's he this is his last chance to say something. Look up here, man. I'm in danger. I've got nothing left to lose. I'm so high. It makes my brain whirl. Drop my cell phone down below. Ain't that just like me? And I'm like, that is such a rambling human expression uh-huh. that's it, it almost seems like it's random it almost seems like it's a it's just um uh what is what is stream that stream of consciousness thank you yeah exactly and but because it's bowie you know it's so precise yeah all that rambling you know that every syllable is in the right place for the right reason mm-hmm. and i'm just like that song stops me in my tracks 
every time I hear it. And there are times when I'm feeling a little mournful and I'm feeling a little like going down that road, you know, at two in the Mm -hmm. morning with a glass in my hand. And I will put that song on because I know it will make me it what it, it doesn't necessarily make me emotional, but it does stop you. It does really kind of like put, you know, it nails you to your chair and makes you, you know, kind of ponder the other side of whatever it is. But yeah, that song really does it for me. That's a very good example of what I was talking about leading into this podcast topic, because like I don't really have a reference point to that song. Mm-hmm. I heard it when it came out, but I've never sure. really attached myself to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love hearing your why, because now I'm super curious to mm-hmm. go dig in and listen to mm-hmm. it uh, and have that experience with it. I mean, just because I haven't heard it or it's not a hit. Sure. Exactly. Lamont, Lamont I'm judging you because you're judging me. <laughs> yeah. uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't have like huge impact. Right. Um, so yeah. I'm taking notes over here again. <laughs> I well, love Black-hearted that. is going to love that song. Oh, Blackhearted Chast. Okay, let's keep the let's keep mm-hmm. the morbidness going. So this <laughs> is probably the most morbid one on my list. Um, and, and also, I sound a little crazy when I start talking about this, but you know, follow me down the rabbit hole here. So I have a very dark brain, very dark heart. Mm-hmm. I always think about death and um, what we did before this and what we'll do after this. And are there, do you have multiple lives? Do you have connections with people? Um, All kinds of stuff. So I, my whole life, since I heard, this is weird. So get ready. Since I heard Lane Staley's voice, I always thought I knew him. Like Mm. I've always felt like in another life, we knew each other. We were related or, or something. There was, there's some connection to him because I've always been so drawn to him. Like his story his voice, his lyrics, his pain, it's always resonated with me on like a level of which you would only have with someone that you actually know. So mm-hmm. I'm Jay thinks I'm nuts and I probably am, but I'm like somewhere along the line in my timeline of my lives, I've known Lane Staley. Mm-hmm. So here's what's weird. Lane passed away um, April 5th and he wasn't found and it didn't come public till the 19th of April, 2002. That was my very first day on the radio. And I had my wow. first shift. I had to go on the radio and announce that Lane Staley had oh, passed wow. away. Oh, wow. And so I was super nervous about being on the radio for the very first time, but also completely crushed because this human who had just floated around there in the ether that I felt so connected to had passed. And I was just and then everyone thought I was an asshole. They thought I was making up because I was a new jock. No one knew me. Mm. And they thought I was a shock jock. Like, I'm just saying this. And it was before social media. Oh. So, like, there was no, they, uh, I was the news. You know what I mean? So I was getting hate calls. It was awful. Oh. <laughs> it was wow. awful. Jeez. So I kind of have to tell you my reasoning behind, like, loving him so much. Um, He's always been kind of a theme in my life. But I love Alice in Chains, but I've always been drawn more to just him. And so I loved Mad Season. Mad Season was a blip in, in, on the radar as far as bands go. Uh, but there was a song called River of Deceit that they put out. And lyrically, to me, it it just expressed all of Lane's pain mm-hmm. and everything that he went through with depression and anxiety and, um, you know, addiction, obviously, and how he felt. Some of the lyrics in this... Um, God, it's hard to even read. My pain is self-chosen. At least I believe it to be. I could either drown or pull off my skin and swim to shore. Now I can grow a beautiful shell for all to see. Mm, And I've always related to that because, you know, I am a very vibrant personality on TV and on the radio, but there's a real dark 
quiet, introverted crab in a shell version of me um, that deals with, you know, mental darkness, if you will. And so I've always like that's always been kind of a lifeline lyric to me is like this is, you know, my beautiful shell that I put on for all to see, but very few mm. know really what goes on in here. And mm. so I've always, every time he sings that, I'm like, ugh, it just hits mm. me. In the chest. Mm-hmm. I love oh, it. Nice. Wow. And the way he sings it too. Woo. So good. Mm. So there you go. Before I cry. <laughs> we love that dark heart, Chester. <laughs> I know. That's why like people think my little black, I'm sure they're like my black heart emoji. But it's like a thing I always use, but it really has it's an emoji, so it really doesn't matter that much, but it does. It, it's if a you nod. know, you know. If you know, you know. It is a nod to the to the real Chasta on the dark inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Well, my my next one is a little bit uh, a little bit lighter, um, and oddly enough, it's another Soundwave's memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's together in Electric Dreams, mm. um, and. We Dennis, uh, Dennis's dad and, and Dennis owned the Video Plus video store, had hundreds and hundreds of movies on on glorious VHS. And uh, this movie, Electric Dreams, was one of the movies that was there. But back then, Dennis and I didn't really dig very deep. You know, we <laughs> we were playing Star Wars or Star Trek movies or, you know, Smokey and the Bandit or Caddyshack or, you know, we were mixing music or had MTV on. And I, I missed this movie completely first time out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2011, Dennis and Sarah and I went to the Sausalito Arts Festival and the Human League was playing. And so I'm there with Dennis and with Sarah and we're drinking and there was a bunch of KGO people there and buying us beers and all that sort of stuff. Brett so I'm in Burkhardt my bought us a lot of beer that day. <laughs> oh, Brett, we're looking a at you. Lot. Oh, yeah. This memory or lack thereof brought to you by <laughs> yes. Brett Burkhardt. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great because, you know, I, I'm listening to the Human League and I'm familiar with all their other big hits and everything. But then Phil Oki closes the show with Together in Electric Dreams. And I it wasn't something that was playing on the radio. I wasn't familiar with it. But I'm listening to this like I'm hearing it for the first time and it's just hitting all the buttons and and the the whole tagline that we'll be together forever in electric dreams. And it just made me think of sound waves. Mm -hmm. It made me think of being able to go to YouTube and look at a clip from 30 years ago with us doing our thing back then. And that's that's what I think of when I hear that song now is I think about all the memories that we're making doing what we do and we will be together forever in electric dreams because we are we're we're preserved we're saved you know we are we are locked in and and then on top of that when i dennis dennis found quote unquote i'm doing the air quotes here found the movie for me because it's a tough one to find and i watched the movie and it's got lenny von dolan and and a, and a just absolutely charming delightful young virginia madsen who everybody couldn't possibly help but fall in love with mm-hmm. uh and the movie itself is just great it's it, it couldn't be a, any more of an 80s movie it is the 80s 80s movie ever <laughs> it's a great so i and so i fell in love with the movie because of the song and i fell in love with the song because of sound waves you know mm-hmm. and then there was a there was a movie screening a, an anniversary screening of the film 35 millimeter at a movie theater in town where where Lenny and Virginia were there and I got to talk to them and there was a Q&A and I got pictures and autographs and hanging out and all that sort of stuff. It was just a whole full circle thing. But that's one of those songs that I will, you know, if you look at my my history on on YouTube, it's like way up there because I'll just, you know, a couple of times a week, I'll just hit play on that because it just it just takes me there. 
I just love it. Have nice. I said yet that I absolutely love this? <laughs> I am like living my best podcast, <laughs> chitty chatty life. In fact, when I was talking about River Deceit, I forgot we were recording. Um, yeah, no, this is like, I, yeah. God, mm-hmm. I love you guys. This is fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, our homework sure assignment is going to be to, you know, go listen to each other's songs. Oh, oh with no doubt. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's I think, I think when that. we when we post this, we actually have to post our, our song so that way oh, people definitely. can go and. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yep. If you want to do your homework, you can do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I All love right, it. Dennis. All right. So I've got two more, but I'll start with uh, the Cars Drive. Mm. Big hit song. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it inside and out. But I challenge you to go find the symphonic version because uh, there was a number of songs that were remixed a few years ago onto an album with a symphony. And it was a bunch of different artists and some of them worked, some of them didn't. And the cars drive. It's a completely different experience. And as I recently told Steve, you know, that was that was a big summer for me. That was that's one of those summers where you're growing up, you're a teenager and all those memories, the things that inform everything that you are and everything that you like and all that stuff. And all that was that was the summer of a lot of things that, you know, you still look back on and resonate. And so I, that that song, of course, brings me back to that, that summer. That version, though, it's like watching a widescreen film. Mm. It takes everything that's personal to me and makes it that much more cinematic. Mm. It's a great version, the symphonic version of uh, um, Drive by the Cars. I've never even heard that. I like now. I have to go find it. Now I really do feel like homework. But this, the the the, symf- the symphonic it, version. Oh yeah, just type in the Cars Drive yeah. symphonic version, and it's just headphones. Like hear it. Like okay. get the bass out of it too, because there's something about the full sonic mix, whether it's headphones or speakers. It is amazing. It is okay. so good. Okay, I'm digging that. Um, Okay, so this one's a little dark, but goes into love. Um, One of my favorite movies of all time is Great Expectations, the the remake, the 90s, Gwyneth Paltrow. Ah. Um, So beautiful. But that had a great soundtrack, actually. Yes, it did. I was just going to say fantastic soundtrack. One of my favorite singers of all time, Chris Cornell, worked on that soundtrack. Uh, So did Scott Weiland. Another great song I can talk about on another Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, But I love Chris Cornell. Same kind of story with Lane Staley. I've always loved his solo stuff. Love Soundgarden. Love everything he does. But Chris by himself is like chef's kiss. So he wrote a song called Sun Shower. And I'm just going to read some of the lyrics. And I don't even need to explain anything. And it's very slow and very moody and very romantic. Dark as roses, fine as sand. Feel your healing and your sting again. I hear you laughing. My soul is saved. On forgotten graves you cry. Crawl like ivy up my spine, through my nerves and into my eyes. Cuts like anguish or recollections of better days gone by. Hmm. It's just this love affair of like good and bad and light and darkness and love and anguish and oh it just captures everything that is about love and how complicated it is in mm. this song sun shower chris cornell love nice it. wow that, nice. that is quite a chesta song right there it really is, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> my next one actually goes back a little bit as as much as uh, don't you forget about me is is encapsulates everything that's 80s uh the sound of silence from mm. simon and garfunkel is is the 60s and when they first did that song it was a song they did it didn't go anywhere they actually broke up after the the song came out because it didn't do anything and then uh, mike nichols who was directing the graduate a couple of years later just dropped that song in while he was editing just as a placeholder just yeah it's got kind of that sound well after editing to that song he goes 
this this is the song. I must have the song in the movie. And went so far as to reach out to Simon and Garfunkel and said, I want you to do some more songs for me. So that created that whole the graduate soundtrack, which is one of my favorite albums of That's all time. Such yeah. a great yeah. 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 Because that as much like I said, as much as Don't You Forget About Me is 80s, this Sound of Silence and all those those songs from The Graduate are the 60s, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't discover the film because I was, uh, you know, oddly enough, I was I was young back then. Uh, <laughs> I was young when that movie came out. But when I discovered the movie and I discovered their music, that movie and that music spoke to me so much because that's that's where I was at that point. You know, I you know, I was Benjamin Braddock and you know, I was I was short King Benjamin Braddock, you know. Yeah. Um, lost. Not sure what to do with with himself. Um, just adrift. Mm. And their music, just all of it from that album, it just really sets a tone. And it's it's like it's like a symphony there. You sit back and you listen to the whole thing and you just you just sit there and float and, and just be part of it. And I just I just love that. I'm going nice. to New Orleans this weekend and I'm going to get a good drink and sit out by the uh, pool and listen to all these songs. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, oh, and one more thing, you know, um, The Disturbed did a uh, did a oh. cover version oh. of Sound of no. Silent, which is amazing. David Draymond, his vocals are great. I would pay real money to have Tony Molson do a version like that. Oh, oh absolutely. Wow. Because yeah. Tony's Tony's got the the chops to to do something like that. I'm just I'm just putting it out in the universe. That's I think that's Tony a great idea. I interviewed yeah. Dave Draymond about that oh, no. song and oh, he cool. told me about how intimidated he was to do mm-hmm. it. And the only reason he took it on was because his band believed he could do it. Because he was mm. like, I can't do this. I can't pull this off. I don't have the chops for it. It's way too difficult. It's way too this, that, and the other thing. He talked very frankly about that. By the way, wow. smartest rock star I've ever talked to. Oh, wow. Hugely intimidating. Nicest guy, but you're like, holy shit, I need to go read the dictionary or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it, he was he was teaching me other languages. It was crazy. So, that's great. yeah. No, that's a great cool. one. All right. So uh, mine is uh, bringing it back around. Mine is very much a sound wave song, um, but in my head. Uh, it's not one that we ever cut anything to. It's not one that I've actually shared a whole lot, but every single time I think of it, I'm like, yep, that's us. And that's us for 40 years. And that's hailstorms. Here's to us. Oh my God. Amen. <laughs> that's on my list. I love that. song. I love <laughs> this song. And I, and I, it's, the, it's gotta be the profane version. Yes. Here's to oh, us. Yeah. Here's to love all the times that we fucked up. Yep. Um, but I mean, like the 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 longer we go down this road, uh, the more descriptive this gets. Kind of like that, you know, like no surrender. Stuck it out this far, put our dreams through the shedder. Let's toast because things got better, and everything could change like that. And all these years go by so fast, but nothing lasts forever. And it's such a celebratory, uh, you know, like it's a clinking drinks. Yes, like we yes. are marching into fucking battle, and we're gonna party like Vikings. <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear that song. <laughs> I love yes. that. I feel the exact same way about that song. Every time it comes on, I'm like, where's my drink? I love it. Yeah, except my Viking helmet's the one that's got the two beer cans on either side. <laughs> we need that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, I'm going to end on an up note since I was super morbid this whole time. This is a song that doesn't have really any deep meaning for me. But every time it comes on, I'm like, fuck you. Love it. Mountain Mississippi Queen. Oh, forget oh, about it. I okay. will dance my ass off to that song. In fact, today, I Lamont and I, we played it on the air. Lamont and I were, were chatting about our top 10 list uh, that he gives me no credit for. And I was like, um, I if I redid my list, I might have to squeeze that in there. Some. It's one of the only upbeat songs that every time I mm-hmm. it comes on, I'm like, 
Hell yes. Let's go. <laughs> so good. And by the way, Joyous Wolf did a cover of that song. They're oh, no yeah. longer together. They literally just broke up like two weeks ago. And my heart oh. is crushed over mm-hmm. it. Uh, but Nick Reese, the guy who sang for Joyous Wolf, uh, he does such a fire version of that. Look up the video on YouTube. It is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Wow. Nice. Very nice. nice. All right. Well, my my last one uh, goes back to 1977, and it's uh, this is actually one Chasta you're going to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sticks and fooling yourself, the angry young man. <laughs> um, we have a shared memory. We with do this have song. a shared memory of this. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you when the, when this song came out in 1977. This was this was the year before I knew what I wanted to do. It was the year before I knew I wanted to be a performer. It was the year before I got on stage for the first time. And decided mm. I wanted to entertain people. I was that angry young man. I had no direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I I I was just mad at the world. I was mad at myself. I was just I was lost. And listening to that song, when I would get in those those frames of mind, it would give me something to hang on to. Mm. And because it, it tells you, you know, you don't have to be angry. There is a future. There is, you know, there is a tomorrow. Um, and not that I was, you know, getting that that far off the path back then. But um, that song really helped me through tough time, a tough time in my life when I was really just adrift and didn't mm. know what to do. Mm-hmm. And we can flash forward 40 years to when we all went to that that big mega concert that Sticks was performing at. And when they busted out that song. It was the first time that I'd heard that song live. And as we all know, every time you hear one of those songs, it just takes you right back. Mm. And I climbed the fuck over everybody to get to Chasta <laughs> to, to thank her for giving me that gift of music to, 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 to be able to let me experience that because it was a full circle moment because I started off the first time I heard that song. I didn't know who the fuck I was, what I was going to do, where I was going to go. And then when I heard it live that time, I was with the people that I love the most I was doing what I wanted to do. I knew what I was going to be when I grew up. (laughs) And, and I've got, I've got Chasta to thank for bringing that full circle for me. It was such a special moment to have that with you because I could see in your eyeballs, like we were dead in the eye and I could see how much that moment meant to you, how much that song meant to you. And to just be there and hug you in the middle of that was like, oh my, it's one of my favorite live show memories of all time for me. Nice. And I didn't even have an attachment to that song going in. But when I saw you <laughs> have that moment, now every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I relive it. So uh, thank you for sharing that with me because uh, it was special. Thank you. So, okay, yeah, so we'll, you have to type up the whole list. We have I will. homework to do. I will. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and so it, and we look forward to hearing what you think as well. If you're yeah. out there listening, you know, what are some of your songs, you know, and um, and we'll just keep this musical conversation going. And shout out to Lamont. For inspiring a deeper conversation about my my songs that he doesn't care about. <laughs> Wait, was "Back in Black" one of his songs? I think no. I think he he actually picked um picked an ACDC song. I want to say it was "Big Balls." <laughs> that'd be it was, I'm just oh guessing. no, it was "Night Prowler," which we agree on an ACDC. Okay. But oh, yeah, okay. it wasn't yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. a hit from ACDC, but right. I mean, an ACDC song is an ACDC song is an ACDC song. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not no that there's anything it. wrong with that. I was going to say no dig on ACDC. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that's our that's our Soundwaves Fab Five, you know. Oh, and wow. yeah, we're we're definitely going to do this again because this is a lot of fun, oh. and and it's and it's like therapy. 
You it know? really it kind is. Of is. It kind of is. I feel like I've known you guys my whole life, and I learned a lot in this just, you know, 45 minutes or whatever it's been. <laughs> awesome. Soundwaves TMI featuring Dennis Willis, Stephen Kirk, and yours truly, Chasta. The part of the announcer was played by Kelly Ogden. Soundwaves TMI is presented in part by the Longboard Bar in Pacifica, California, a world-class music venue and neighborhood bar all under one roof. Please like and subscribe to Soundwaves TMI wherever you're listening from. Please consider helping us continue our mission of lifting and supporting independent music and the Bay Area music scene by becoming a Soundwaves patron. In exchange, you'll be the first to see and hear weekly shows such as Soundwaves TV, Soundwaves FM, and the Soundwaves TMI podcast, as well as exclusive content, of course. Just go to patreon.com slash Soundwaves TV. For all things Soundwaves, follow us on social media at Soundwaves TV or go to SoundwavesTV.com. 